0: Hare Krishna. Is this turned up enough? Is it loud enough? What about for you folks at home? Can you hear this all right? Welcome, everybody. Saturday morning, we've, we made it through another week. Those of you who are working at full-time jobs still, you have my great admiration Been a few years since I've done that. We get old enough that either we give up or they kick us out. <laughs> and so we call that being retired. So it's really nice to have everybody with us this morning. I know that there are many of you listening in online or by radio. Even by telephone, perhaps. So, this morning we're going to continue our our reading uh, in the um, first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. I've just been blessed with a Mahaprasad garland. That's not an honorarium. That's uh, someone having compassion on the speaker. Give him all the help that he can get. And I'm gladly accepting. Yes, uh, first canto, eighth, uh, ninth chapter of the Bhagavatam, we'll be reading from this morning. If you got your books close by, or if you're looking on your, um, on your smartphone at the Vedabase.io, This chapter is entitled, The Passing Away of Bhishmadev. This is uh, an occasion coming right at the end of the great fratricidal war called the Battle of Kurukshetra. And before we begin our discourse this morning, uh, we will chant the invocation to the Supreme Lord, asking Him to please bless us with something to say that would be beneficial. So everybody, everybody at home, everybody on the road, please chant with me. This is Rupanugadas joining you this morning. <laughs>
1: Jai Aradha Marava Kunjabihare Jai Gopi Janavallava Girivaradhare Kopi jana vallabha Girevaraare. Jasho rana nana Jāmu nāthī rāvannacāri Jāmu nāthī rāvannacāri Jāyā rādha mādhāvā Jāyā kundhāvi Jaya Rādham Jaya Kunja Bihārī. Nithāya Gauru Hari Haribo. Dhyom Vishnupada
0: Padma Hangsa Charja Hasto Tadasatta Sri Srimad is Divine Loving Grace of Harya Charnada Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Shila Prabhupada Ki. Dhyom Vishnupada Padma Hangsa Charja Hasto Tadasatta Sri Srimad is Divine Grace Bhaktivedanta Satisvati Goswami Maharaj Shila Prabhupada Ki. Ananta Kuti Vaishnavrinda Ki. Iskan B.B.T. Fandra charja shil Prabhupada ki. Iskan Guru Param Paraki. Yeah. Sri Rupsi Sanatan Bhattaraganat, Shi Jeeva Gopal Bhattadasaraganat, Sadko Swami Prabhu ki. Yeah. Nama-charja-shil-harida-stakur ki. Pramse-ko yeah. Krishna-chaitanya-pravodityanda. Sri advaita gadadhar shivasa di gora Shishivartha Krishna Gopa Gopinath Samakun Radhakun Yirigavadana ki Shri dhama ki Shri dhama ki Simayapodavadvit dhama ki Jagannath Puri dhama ki Shishivartha Kalajanji dhama ki Ganga deva ki Jamunamai ki Tulsi Devi ki Bhakti Devi ki Samaveda Bhakti Vrinda ki Brihat Madanga, Transcendental Book in prashad on Distribution of it I go to Gijai, and Tagora Premananda. Hari, Hari Bo, all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Shri Gauranga. Namal Vishnabhadaya Krishna Pistaya, Bhutale Shambhati Vedanta Swamini Ti, Namaste Saraswati Devay Gauravari Pachanine Navishishya Sinyavari Paschattare Shatarine Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaiyaya
1: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaiyaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaiyaya
0: narayanam namaskritya naram jai devim sarasvatim yasun tadujayam adirayat nashta pure shubha nityam bhagavata sevaya Bhagavatyuttama shloke bhakti bhavari naistiki Atara Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Once again, this morning we're going to be reading from text number 4 in the ninth chapter of the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So let's repeat word for word the Sanskrit. Dhristva, nipatitam, bhumau, diva, chutam eva, amaram, pranemu, pandava, bhishman, that should be Bhishmam sa anuga, saha, chakrina. Now we'll read it as poetry. Gristwani patitam pumao. Repeat with me. ivamanam that was Divas Chuttam Ivam Maram. Rane Pandava bishmam, Sanuga Saha Chakrina. Drishtva Nipatitam Bhumao. Diva-sjutam-ivamaram, pranibhu-pandava-bishmam, sanuga-saha-chakrina. please. Word-for-word word translation, drishtva, thus seeing, nipatitam, lying down, bhumo, on the ground, diva, from the sky, chutum fallen, eva, like, amaram, god. Pranimu bowed down, Pandava, the sons of Pandu, Bishma, unto Bhishma, Saanuga, with the younger brothers, Saha, also with Chakrinā, the Lord carrying the disc. Translation, and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Śrīla Prabhupāda Seeing Him, Bhishma lying on the ground like a demigod fallen from the sky, the Pandava king Yudhisthira, along with his younger brothers and Lord Krishna, bowed down before Him. Repeat with me, please. Seeing Him, Bhishma lying on the ground, like a demigod fallen from the sky, the Pandava king Yudhisthira, along with his younger brothers and Lord Krishna, bowed down before him. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Lord Krishna was also a younger cousin of Maharaja Yudhisthira, as well as the intimate friend of Arjuna. But all the family members of the Pandavas knew Lord Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord, although conscious of his supreme position, always behaved in a humanly custom. And so he also bowed down before the dying Bhishma as if he were one of the younger brothers of King Yudhisthira. Om ajnana timidandasya genanjana salakaya chaksuran militam jena tasmai shri gurave namah. Shri Chaitanya manovistam stavitam jenabhutale svayam rupahakadam haya dadati svavarantikam. Vandeham shri gurau shidutta patakamalam shri gurun vaishnavam chak. Sri Rupam Saghujattam Sahagana Raghunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Savadvaitam Savaduttam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan He Krishna Karanasando Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namo Taptakanjana Gaurangi Radhe Brindamadeshwadi Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Gripa Sindhu Vyevacha Patitanam Bhavnevyo Vaishnavayo Namo Nama Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunit Ananda Sri Advaita Karadha Sri Vasadi Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Nama um Vishnu Padaya Krishna, Pristaya Bhutale, Shrimate Tamal Krishna, Goswami Niti Namane. So this Lord Krishna is bowing down at his at the right at, right at the time of departure of his great devotee Bishmades, the grandfather of the Pandavas and the Kauravas, the one who helped to bring up all those boys, including the 100 sons of Dhritarashtra, the blind king. So Krishna is always acting in a very exemplary way. When he appears in his personal two-handed form, although he does some really magnificent deeds at that at the same time. So uh, sometimes we wonder why people don't accept Krishna as the supreme Lord, and and those people probably wonder about us. How can we so readily accept someone that we've never seen, some that we've only heard about? Someone that we've heard from, in his own words, and uh, someone about whom we have heard from, uh, from the devotees of Lord Krishna. So I want to I want to talk a little bit today about um, Krishna showing himself to be a very lovable person, even though he's supreme in every way, he is still the most lovable personality, and he doesn't make mistakes. So he's different. Even though we say he appears in his human form, we understand that he's still supreme God, the supreme supplier of everything, including these bodies that we have. So he performs... We, we learn these things from the Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam. And in that sense, Srimad Bhagavatam is a very, very important scripture. <clears throat> we, could say, we could say arguably the, one of the most important scriptures that we have available. So he performs the role of the Supreme Lord by being the topmost worshipable person in the Vaikunta planets. And we understand that in the spiritual world there are many different lokas or places of residence where uh, different forms of the Supreme Lord appear, all of whom are we consider to be Narayan forms, four-handed forms in the spiritual world. And in all the spiritual world, he is the one who receives the greatest amount of worship. But in the topmost of the Vaikuntha planets those persons who are joining there with Krishna see him as their own baby, their own little toddler, their own growing up young man, uh, their own son who becomes a lover of the young girls in the village, the young man who eventually becomes the king of, of, of Sri Dwarakadam, So Krishna appears in in many different forms, but in the spiritual world, all of the Lokas in the spiritual world, he is still considered the topmost person. Only in the topmost of the Vaikuntha planets, Srivanamandam or Goloka, is he considered to be uh, pretty much kind of their own little child, their own personality who is come to be with them in their community, in their village. And so they, we understand that the people, who the spirit souls, who find themselves uh, returning to that beautiful place called Goloka Vrindavan, uh, they don't realize that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They think of him as, his, as the most lovable little child. And growing up as their most lovable young man. And when he gets fully grown, in which, at which time he appears still to be no older than about 15 or 16 years of age, he is the most lovable king of Dwarakadam. So he plays the roles, um, in his godly forms, uh, as Vishnu. He plays the roles of the of the Karanadakshayi Vishnu in which he lies down on the causal ocean which is outside the boundaries of this material universe that we happen to be in. And from his gigantic body there emanates unlimited numbers of universes very much like the one that we're in, all of which are considered to be larger than this universe that we're in. We're considered to be Living in the smallest of the universes, and our uh, the person who is our uh, head engineer for this planet, or for this universe rather, is Lord Brahma, and he is he has only four heads with which to run the universe. But in other universes, the the Lord Brahma who is is the topmost personality within that universe. He has many, many heads, but in this in this particular universe, he has only four heads. And we're going to find out that he comes as the supreme uh, creator, secondary creator within this universe. He has to he has to create all the different kinds of material bodies, of which there are said to be eight million four hundred thousand different species of life for the jiva souls who have chosen at some time in the distant past to leave the spiritual world and come into this material world so he plays the role of three vishnus the first is karnadakshayi vishnu or as it sometimes is karnanashayi vishnu shri prabhupada sometimes calls him that and then there's uh he comes into this universe as Garbhodakshayi Vishnu, and lies down on the Garba ocean, and it's from his navel that sprouts the lotus on which Lord Brahma takes his birth, or makes his appearance. Actually, he's known as to be, uh, he's known as Aja, I think, meaning unborn. He supplies all the jivas with suitable bodies, and in another Vishnu form, in which he comes into this universe is, uh, he, he comes in and lies down on the ocean of milk, which is on the Vaikuntha planet located within this universe. It's known as the pole star. And it's uh, it's, it's uh, presided over, we understand, by uh, Druva Maharaj, one of his great devotees. So, um, in that form, as uh, Shirodakshayi Vishnu, he also becomes the super-soul of or Paramatma or Antaryami, our super-soul within the body of each living entity, regardless of which of the 8,400,000 species the Jiva comes into. He, and, and as the super-soul who goes with the living entity, every living entity in this universe is accompanied by this super-soul form of the Supreme Lord. And he's always giving guidance, he's always fulfilling desires for that jiva soul. And he's always making sure that that body lasts as long as it's supposed to last while while the jiva is present. So he goes into every, all these different kinds of bodies and different times. of bodies. So this is the godly nature of this person that we know as Krishna or Vishnu. Um, now, when he comes in in his personal form, his two-handed form, he takes birth in the, in the community, the village of Nanda Maharaj and his wife, Mother Yashoda Devi. And uh, in there, in that form... He performs all kinds of mischievous and playful activities for the pleasure of those persons who are there as the Jiva souls occupying uh, occupying a position there in that planet. When when the Goloka Vrindavan comes to this universe it's it's what it, it is it becomes known as um, um Vrindavan or uh Sri Vrindavan Dham and that's where the lord has his pastimes as a young child as a young man and eventually he he leaves vrindavan or leaves his manifested form and uh, and and goes on to another place called mathura and then to Dwaraka. and when he winds up in Dwaraka, he performs a very kingly pastime so as a young boy in Vrindavan, Goloka Vrindavan, not only does he he uh, entertain all of the residents there, especially the gopis, the cowherd ladies, with, with his playfulness and his dancing and his antics, uh, but then he also, uh, when he gets a little bit older, goes out to the pasturing grounds with his friends, his cowherd friends in the village. These are very special jiva souls. Who have taken their? Uh, maybe some of them have not even taken birth in this material world, except to come in uh, as an accompaniment for the Supreme Lord. <clears throat> and then, uh, and then he plays games with his cowherd boys. So here is the Supreme Lord, who's who has this tremendously large body of Kardana Dakshayi Vishnu, from the pores of whose body. Millions and millions of universes come and are filled up with the Jiva souls who have chosen to leave the spiritual world because they become attracted to this material world like, just like us. We became attracted to this material world. And so we find ourselves then uh, coming lifetime after lifetime to play, to work, to suffer, to enjoy a little bit. All in this material world, and and the supreme Lord is coming with us, and and He, when He comes, He plays games with the coward boys. So, in 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 addition to going with each Jeeva soul and to each bodily form that He takes, veg, vegetable or animal or human, uh, the Lord is there with Him still in His personal form. He is associating with his uh, boyhood friends, the cowherd boys, along the banks of the Jamuna River. And he's watching after the calves until he gets to be older. Then he watches after the fully grown cows. And these are the kinds of pastimes that he has when he comes into this world acting as a human being. Now, coming up to the present time, the present story, the time that uh, this is coming right at the end of the battle of Kurukshetra, in which 640 million lives were lost, uh, then uh, the Lord in this in this present, pre- most recent uh, appearance, 5,000 years ago, he came acting as a cousin and a friend to the Pandavas. And if you read the Mahabharata, you'll find that he first shows up with the Pandavas uh, at, at, when they're in exile, and they ha, they have come in disguise to the swayamvar or the marriage selection ceremony, of this beautiful girl known as Draupadi. She, uh, she's the daughter of King Drupad, and she came from a sacrificial fire in which she had a brother also come whose name was drishtadyumna who was eventually going to be the one to kill uh, Draupadi? So uh, he uh, then Krishna he he arranges for so many different kinds of of, uh, of political intrigues, and uh, he lets the Pandavas themselves, the five Pandava brothers, and their mother Queen Kunti, uh, they travel. In the wilderness for many many years, and eventually, uh, then there's a there's a great battle, and uh, and by that time they married a common wife known as Draupadi. Uh She picked Arjuna at the ceremony that required a certain performance of archery skills, and uh, Ar- Arjuna was the only one who was skillful enough to shoot down the target that was placed uh for as a requirement for winning the hand of this beautiful queen, that's beautiful princess, Draupadi. So, uh Krishna then comes, he shows up at Draupadi's volume of our ceremony, and then during the during the time that the Pandavas and Queen Kunti and Draupadi were at various times in in the wilderness because they'd been exiled by their evil cousin, um Krishna is coming to them on occasion just to give them benediction to keep them uh keep their spirits up and then he acts as Eudhiste' emissary a little bit later on at the end of the final uh the final um uh, the time that they have lost the gambling match and they've been exiled to the forest for uh thirteen years um then um he uh, Krishna comes at, from time to time, and he sends others to come. Even Sri Vyasadeva the one who is the compiler of the Srimad Bhagavatam, he would he would come and and spend time giving instructions, giving encouragement to the five Pandava boys uh, until they got ready to come back out in the fourteenth year after their exile was completed. They would come back again and. Then they would come up against uh, Duryodhan, and they would challenge him for the uh, for the right to be the king of the entire world. And uh, he was not he was not in the position to really be the king because his father had not been the king previously, but he had taken over the position after the death of Pandu, and uh, and so he just occupied that place until the Pandava brothers reached an age at which Yudhishthira, the eldest, would be uh, in the position to take back over his kingdom. But by that time, uh, the blind king, Dhritarashtha, wanted his sons to rule the entire world. So he, wh- whatever evil acts that uh, uh, Duryodhan contrived to try to get rid of the Pandavas, or at least to put them back into obscurity forever, uh, his, his father would go along with with his whatever his plan was even to the point of trying to kill them to kill the five very godly young men the Pandavas so uh, Krishna is coming during that time and he's acting uh, whenever the time came for uh, the Pandavas to show themselves again they were living in the kingdom of the Matsyas as I recall and Krishna came to them and they requested Krishna to please go as their emissary to talk with Duryodhan and see if they could somehow or other avoid this great fratricidal war. So Krishna went to Duryodhan, who refused to give even so much of, of so much land as they could drive the head of a pen into. And so, uh, as a result of that, then the Pandavas did have to go to war. And now we're at the end of the battle. So, uh, during that battle, uh, even though Krishna is the Supreme Lord and he could have, he could have fought on the side of the righteous Pandavas, he chose instead not to pick up a weapon because he is the Supreme Lord and he's not supposed to be showing favoritism. And, and so he became the driver of the chariot of Arjuna, which was a kind of a subordinate position to his devotee, Arjuna. But he was willing to do that. And uh, that was uh, uh, one of the choices that was given to Arjuna and Duryodhana when they both arrived at the place in Dwarka where Krishna was resting. And Arjuna placed himself at the feet of Krishna, Duryodhana sat down right beside his head. And so, because Arjuna was at his feet, whenever whenever Krishna opened his eyes, he saw Arjuna first, and then he saw Duryodhana. And he said, I'm going to give you guys the choice. You're you're intent on having this battle. So, I'm not going to fight in the battle, but... Uh, I will I will be on the side of the person who chooses me, and the other person who does not choose me can have all of my armies. So he had Krishna had millions of men in his army, and they were they were very um, they posed a very very difficult situation for anybody who came up against them. So uh, Krishna, he agreed to become the chariot driver to Arjuna, and uh, as a result of Krishna's protection, all five of the Pandava brothers came out of the battle unscathed. And uh, they, they, um, they, they were ha- they had to fight with all of their relatives, their cousins, and uncles, and grandfather. And now here is their grandfather lying. Um, his body has been penetrated by arrow, by the from the bow of Arjuna. And uh, we've heard in the last couple of days, uh, Mother uh, uh, Mother uh, Yami gave a class yesterday in which she was talking about Yudis, uh, about uh, Bhishma Dave lying on this bed of arrows out on the battlefield. He was given the uh, the option by his father. fathers, given the right. To give up his body only when he wanted to, so even though his body has been pierced all over by arrows, and he's lying on that bed of arrows uh, on the on the ground, uh, Yudhisthira has been told by Krishna to go back and take instructions from Bhishma before he gives up his body, and so this is what we the, the point that we're at today. Krishna and the five Pandava brothers. Came to uh, where Bhishma was lying on the ground, and they got down and offered their obeisances. And even though Krishna was superior to anyone who was present still, he took the position of a younger son, one of the younger Pandavas. And he offered his obeisances uh, just like the other Pandavas did to the Supreme Personality, not to the Supreme, but to the devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhishma Dev. So we we see that Krishna is really concerned about all of his devotees and he's he's a very lovable person. As a matter of fact, he's known among his devotees as the most lovable person because he just has that mood toward his own disciples and devotees. Um, and the examples of that, how he's the lovable person, is that when he, was, uh, when he was in the village of Brindavan, and he was playing the part of a, of a baby, uh, he killed a demon that a formed the, assumed the form of a cart. Um, and so he, even as a baby, he kicked the cart to pieces and the demon gave up his body. And then there were so many other demons that were sent by the king Kansa uh, to kill this child who was supposed to be the death of him. And so he protected, Krishna protected all the village of Vrindavan, and then even the city of Mathura, uh, where he and his brother uh, Balaram went for a wrestling match, uh, in which he wound up killing that evil king, Kongsa. So he went to Mathura, and then because Mathura was being killed, uh, uh, Was being invaded by one Jarasand. Uh, So, and Krishna was always having to, uh, you know, get his army together and fight with Jarasand. Uh, He decided to create a place where all the people who were his devotees in Mathura could be uh, safe and could be looked after. And that was the city of Dwaraka that he built. And that's the one at which he married. 16,108 queens. And so that's where he lived a goodly portion of his stay on this planet. Still uh, keeping his contact with the Pandava boys and keeping his relationship with them and with Queen Kunti and with uh, Queen Draupadi. And so uh, Krishna then, and, and when he's in Vrindavan, He's the lover of the gopis, and when he's in Dwaraka, he's the husband of the queens of fortune who are the 16,108 queens in Vrindavan. So we see that there's a lot of love there that Krishna has for those personalities who are very much surrendered to him. And uh, when he, again, when he was in, in the forest, when he came to Arjuna and his brothers and Draupadi, he gave them counsel and protection. And then later on in his, in his kingship, he gave special favor to Bali Maharaj and to Pralad Maharaj, Dhruva Maharaj. And now he's giving special favor to Dev. So Krishna is very, very kind to his devotees. He protected uh, one little devotee. He made a special appearance just on the account of Tralad, who was the prince of the great demon king, Iranikashipu. And so, to protect this one little kid, and some people, Prabhupada says sometimes people ask, why are we worshiping Lord Nasinghadev on our altar, when there's so many other appearances that he's made? Lord Masya, Lord Tortoise, you know, so many places, so many Lord Boar. He's made so many appearances, but this is the only form that we have of, of the Dasha avatars on our altar. That's the Lord, Lord Nrsinghadev. And uh, the question was, well, why him? And uh, Tamal Krishna Goswami, my spiritual master, once said that just look at what he did. He came into this material world just for the purpose of protecting this one little child. Who was his great devotee, only five years old at the time. And so, uh, so, Hiranyakashipu was the father, and the only, the only boon that, uh, Prahlad Maharaj was willing to ask after Lord Mr- Lord uh, Krishna, Lord Nrsinghadev, killed Hiranyakashipu, the only benediction that the Prahlad asked was that his father, uh, not be sent to hell, but that he be liberated. And Krishna, uh, Lord Krishna, told him at that time. Lord Nrsingadev told him at that time, and I'm using the words interchangeably, because Lord Nrsingadev is an appearance of one of of Lord Krishna, one of the appearances. So Lord Krishna told him, Lord uh, Nrsingadev told him at that time, that you don't have to worry about your father, because you are my devotee, and because of you. Ten generations before you and ten generations after you will be liberated. So that was the benediction that he gave. I've also heard other numbers given about the number of generations before and after Prahlad Maharaj. But this is the one that sticks in my mind the most. And I think that's what's mentioned in the Krishna book. Uh, Ten generations before and ten generations after. So he shows special favor to those persons who... Who uh, give give their lives just to the worship of Him? The ones who really have developed some love for the Supreme Lord, He gives them special protection. And finally, we can talk about he's, He has come just five hundred years ago, in His form as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and in, in that form as Lord Gauranga or Lord Chaitanya, uh, Krishna has shown. That he's more interested in converting the demons to Krishna consciousness than he is to killing them, as he had done in his previous incarnation as the Supreme Lord Himself, uh, Lord Krishna. So these are some reasons then that devotees of Krishna uh, they choose to give love their love to this Supreme Personality. And they choose to believe that he actually exists. And sometimes we, uh, you know, we hear it said, well, uh, you know, it's somebody that you've never seen before. How can you love him? How, how can you know that he exists? And we can say, well, because that's what the Shastra says. And we have, we have three authorities, isn't it? Uh, guru, the, the, which is the initiating spiritual master. Or the instructing spiritual master, every guru. and then we have sadhu, means the saintly persons, and you wonder, well, where we're we going to find any saintly persons? But they, we find many saintly persons in this community, and they just keep coming. And so we very much appreciate the fact that there are persons who are very devout followers of the Vedic literatures and that they believe strongly that Krishna is indeed the supreme personality of Godhead and that he not only protects us in all that we do, but he loves us. He loves us more than anybody else does. So how do we know that he loves us? Well, from Shastra, for the stories that are there. But we also know of how he loves us from a, a different, a different, more recent uh, uh, manifestation of that love and that was in Srila Prabhupada so Srila Prabhupada came into this world then to deliver us who were we were just we were hell bent or, or we were bound to go to a place of great suffering after this because of this many sinful activities that in, that we have performed in this lifetime so Lord Chaitanya came as the form of Krishna with the mood, the compassion of Radharani and also with the bodily complexion of Srimati Radharani. And so uh we, we learn not only from Krishna how to how what, what love is really all about. It uh, means caring for somebody so much that you don't really care what they do to you or for you, you just love them anyhow. And so Krishna, he likes that kind of unmotivated love that we come to him not asking for any favors, not asking for any material boons, but we come to him just because we understand he's the most lovable person. And uh, the clincher on our dedication, our, our dedication to the love of the Supreme Lord, the clincher is in the form of Srila Prabhupada and then after Prabhupada in the form of his disciples, and in the form of his grand disciples. And we see how the association with persons who are disciples or devotees of the Supreme Lord, we see how much loving compassion they have for other people, that they're willing just to tolerate our faults and to give us their association and give us their instructions, and 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 uh, therefore start us on the path back to the Supreme Lord in Vaikutta. And so this, this is the way that we, we find ourselves to be convinced that Krishna really is a most lovable person by all of the mentions that we made, uh, the, uh, relating, re, that we related to the, uh, the Shastra, the Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, We learn all about Krishna and his loving nature from them. And then on a personal day-to-day basis, we learn more about how to love others from being around those who have been in the association of pure devotees of the Lord, like Srila Prabhupada and his disciples. So we will stop here and ask if anybody has any other realizations that you'd like to share with us. I think we have a microphone available. Mr. Bhagwan Prabhu? Just hold the microphone right up close, because if you hold it down here, People at home are not going to be able to hear you. You need to hold it right up here. I'm not even hearing you. <laughs> do you have something you want to offer? Or do
1: you? I came. I, um, I came here for for praying to the Lord and uh, to um to collect some books and while i uh, hear the lecture uh, for this verse passing away of, of bhishma dev in the presence of lord krishna um, uh, we all we all uh, are aware that lord krishna explains bhishma dev at the time of his uh, end that how uh, he would have performed better, um, and he would have attained, and he would have changed the course of Mahabharata. It would not have happened if he would have stayed on the side of the Pandavas. Um, yeah. All
0: right. Thank you. Thank you very much for the comment. We uh, we're very glad that you're here with us today, also, Mr. Bhagwant. Mother, you you want to say
2: something? I was wondering about how uh, you said that we've come to accept Krishna as as, as God. Like how did how did that happen? Like we um we, we know it's from the mercy of the Vaishnavas that it takes place. I was just wondering about the process, like some, how somebody goes from um, a condition so lost in the material world, you know, one of the crowd, and then there, um, something happens, some contact with the devotee, some devotional service, some change in one's life, and then now uh, here they are giving class. On the books that they, that somebody they did that they that they received many years ago, I have a friend at work. The last couple of days at work, uh, uh, T.J. Tyrone Jenkins, he uh, used to give money to devotees in the airports many years ago. Now, in our conversation. He seemed to know a lot about Hare Krishna, and he said Hare Krishna many times. Mm-hmm. And over the last few days of last week, I brought Prashadam to him. Yes, I brought uh, Maha because I was, I go to the morning program and I go to work. I work at, uh, the, the Cowboy Stadium. And out of all the people that I'm working with, Tyrone kind of gravitated towards me and we we become friends. And he says, you know, I I like working with you, and it's nice to see you. And then I said, well, how did you find out about Hare Krishna? And he said that, well, when I was in the army, I'd give him money to make him go away. (laughs) So he didn't have any intention of being a devotee, and and I can't say that he's full time devotee now but he has it seems like there's steps that Krishna arranges, you know, that somehow he by him giving money, whatever you know, he said he's he's just trying to get rid of him, but he gave Lakshmi to 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 Krishna that seemed like that began as devotional service that, that some kind of seed was planted. And then he's now by Krishna's arrangement he's working side by side with a, a devotee who's bringing in Mahapashadam from Radhakala Chanji, which he really relished. I tried to get prashadams from other people. They don't want prashadam. But he's somebody who seemed purified enough to take that next step. Um, I don't know. So my question is like, what What are these steps? It's, it's, you know, like you, you sometimes tell your experience of being in Tennessee in college, getting one of Sri Prabhupada's books and then some correspondence and then then you somehow met Vishnu John Swami and and Krishna Goswami and or Jivananda. So, so, so here we are today, you know, you're giving the class on those books and there's people in the audience, and here's a man, he's here. Because somehow he was contacted. And then it's there was some some sort of steps that led to him. Now he's sitting in class. Uh, is it, the way it's going, and we could foresee that possibly someday he'll be giving the class. So we hope that that'd be nice. That's the, that's the part I don't know about. That's, yeah. that's sort of what the question is: how how does uh, is is Krishna going to keep on arranging like these? Uh, opportunities for somebody? I, I mean, how do they go from 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 Joe Blow to Hari Bowl?
0: You know, that's something that I wondered about, too, Mr. Bhagavan Prabhu. You know, how is it that some people have been coming around here for 30, 40 years, coming around the temple, coming to the restaurant ever since the early 80s, And they just, you know, they never, it never really seems to take a hold inside their heart. I I think of a number of people like that um, who, you know, you see occasionally, and they're just as nice and friendly and cordial as they can be. And you wonder, why have you not taken up the practice of Krishna consciousness? You know, well, it took my wife and me from 1973 until 1977, I believe, was when we first had some direct contact with Lord. And I think Krishna's making all those arrangements uh, when a person is at the point that he can accept something more than a book or something else. He's looking for a lifestyle change, perhaps then uh, krishna makes that available and it's just it's just the strangest thing that you know i my wife and i we came from a rural community in mississippi which is one of the, considered to be one of the most backward states of the of the you know, the lower 48 and uh, you know so much prejudice there, so so much ignorance. There. Well, ignorance is the big thing that that causes the prejudice. Yeah, ignorance, just ignorance, not knowing. And so we sometimes wonder, why us? Why were why were we chosen? And we have no idea. But we we understand that. When a person takes to chanting the holy names of the Lord, Mishrabhaganpu, that he's already performed all of the Vedic ritualistic ceremonies, sacrifices. He is he's visited all of the sacred places of pilgrimage. And and now in this lifetime he is now finding himself chanting the holy names. You think, Well that seems like a very simple thing. Looks like that that would have come about, chanting the holy names, that would have come about a few million lifetimes ago. But it doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily follow, because we've been going up and down in this cycle of repeated birth and death, going to the lowest form of life in the, in the material world, to the highest form of life as, as Lord Brahma in this universe. And, uh, and yet, at some point in time, if you have the good fortune to bump into a devotee like yourself and get a book or get some prashadam from that person, I, know, I remember the. It was probably in the early or mid mid to early eighties. That no mid seventies. It was in the seventies that I uh, came across a, a, a young brahmachari in the Atlanta airport. His name is Balabhadra Bhattacharya Prabhu. You know him, yeah. yeah. He he gave me. I said, you know, I understood that prasadam is is good for you spiritually. So I asked him, you got any prasadam? <laughs> and I didn't know it that devotees don't bring a lot of prasadam out to the airports when they're distributing books. You know, they just bring something to keep them, their you know, sustain their own bodies. And uh, But anyhow, he went and found me an orange, I think. He brought me an orange, and I had that orange. But, uh, you know, a, it takes a while, it seems like, for us for different times for people to learn to appreciate being in, a, in the daily association of other devotees, and there's a danger there, and that we tend to take it for granted. And we don't think... In that much about it. you know we look at these other people, we think, well this is this is just my friend. We don't really think about the exalted nature of these people that we're hanging around. And it's it's only in this lifetime, after millions of other lifetimes that we've come to the point that Krishna' is giving us an opportunity, to get out of this material world. He's giving us the opportunity to be with his devotees. Just like Yudhisthira and his brothers are going now on the, back to the battlefield where they've been for the past 18 days. And here's Grandfather Bhishma lying on a bed of arrows, been shot through by Arjuna Prabhu. Arju, um, Arjuna, uh, Sri Arjuna. And uh, and so, you know, that's their opportunity. Krishna is giving them the opportunity to, to hear from his pure devotee, Bhishma Dev. I think Bhishma is considered one of the ma- nine mahajans, isn't he? How many? Twelve? Is it twelve? Not nine. Okay. Nine processes of devotional service, right? Twelve mahajans. So uh, we we have these opportunities that come our way, just like this young man that you're working with, JT. Did you say TJ? TJ. quest Did you want to say something, Stephen?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah so we just we just feel ourselves to be you know when we think about it when when we really think about what have what has brought us to this position in our spiritual lives and and has brought us to this community i mean when my wife and i came to dallas and first time in 1979 we had no plans to stay in the big city because we grew up both of us grew up in a farming environment and even though our fathers were not farmers, but there was farming going on around us in in the up until about the mid fifties and And that's when all of the uh, the young men, especially those African American men, they found that they could get jobs making more than three dollars a day uh, up in the northern cities. So there was this great migration to the north. And the farmers that we were around at that time were already past their middle years. And so farming pretty pretty much ground to a halt in that area where I was living. And people stopped. They stopped farming the land. They stopped even, many stopped growing gardens even. Mississippi. It's a it's a little town on the eastern side of Mississippi, uh about ninety miles north of Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, it's a little town called Waynesboro. Yeah. Yeah. Waynesboro. Yeah. Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, I've heard I've heard my my parents speak about because I grew up in until about I was eight years old or so I was in Mobile Alabama I was born there, and so so Daphne Alabama yeah Daphne I heard my my parents would talk about Daphne Daphne, and, and they would and other places that I didn't know too much about, but anyhow you know there's so many millions of people that. Are in those places, like in the state of Mississippi, state of Alabama, just think about 300 million people across the United States. And if you go to China, it's what, it's 1.6 billion, and uh, in India, 1.4 billion, something like that, 1.3, 1.4 billion people. And, uh, and all over the, and for some reason or another, we were selected to receive a book. Uh, from one of from some of Prabhupada's disciples, and so uh, so uh, Mishabala and Prabhu, I I don't know how it is that we were fortunate ones. We somehow or other, Krishna must have taken special mercy on us, and and also we came here in seventy nine. We had some difficulties. I had a child that was having some serious medical problems at that time. And when we got a little bit of respite from that, we decided to move back to Mississippi and live at the Mississippi farm. And that was 79. So we left here. But then Tamal Krishna Goswami, who was not our spiritual master at the time, anyhow, he asked uh, Jivananda Prabhu and his wife, uh, to come through Mississippi, they were going back to Tennessee for Christmas, and he asked him to come by and, and to see us and ask us to write to him. So we wound up writing to him, ex- explain expressing to him the reason that we had left the community. And he said, "That's all right. You can you can live a little bit separate from the community, and work at a job, support your family." He says, As a "Matter of fact, because you left, we've decided that all of the householders here should go out and get jobs and stop." depending on the temple for an income, for money, you know. That was a big deal back then because that was that seemed to be going against what Srila Prabhupada said. There were no householder communities as such. There were only, uh, only, you know, mostly Brahmacharis, Brahmacharis and Brahmacharinis. When, when we first came here in 1979 and we came into the temple room, it's like an ocean of saffron. Brahmacharis, and uh, and after uh, two or three years, then you begin to see nothing but white white doties. <laughs> so, uh, pardon? Yeah. Anyhow, uh, you know we we understood what Brahmachary life was supposed to be. But we also found out that it for most people, it's not sustainable, uh, especially those of us born in the west were born and raised in the western countries. Uh, even in India now, I think brahmacharya is is not an uh, is not a lasting institution. It's a good thing for young men to, young men and young women to go through you know a single persons going out and, and distributing literature and preaching to other people about. The Supreme Lord and how He's a very loving personality. Uh, that, that's, those are very good things to happen. But generally, most people will gravitate toward hustle life or family life. They want to have, you know, they want to have a family. Especially young women do, generally want to have a family. And the young men are generally very much happy to help them, you know, <laughs> with that. Anything else that anybody would like to mention? Stephen, would you speak on the microphone, please? Dr. Stephen Prabhu is going to speak to us. It's interesting because I was given a book also out of the blue by a friend of mine when I was 20 years old. Given a book? The Krishna book. Yeah. That was 47 years ago. <laughs> 47 years ago. So, I mean, you know The, 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 the time slips by, doesn't how it? Did the, how did these things happen, right? Who knows, you know? But, I mean, I didn't... And you're them. still here. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so, I mean... It's, um. Anyhow, we, we come to, we, we come to want Krishna consciousness at different stages of our lives. And it seems like different people, I mean, I was already in my thirties when I came here. I was like the old man. And, and all, everybody else, you know, like Narottamananda Prabhu, he was 17, I think, when he joined. <laughs> and, uh, so everybody has got his own time for coming to, I mean, Krishna makes it available. To people, but then it's up to the individual to decide: Is this what I want, or do I just want to kind of hang on and, you know, hang around and groove on the scene? Still are. Is that still working?
2: Yes. Um, when you think of Grandfather Bishma, sometimes it reminds us of old Grandfather Rupanuga. The Senior of the Ratakalanchi Dam community.
0: That's one thing. If you live long enough, you become old. That's a guarantee. Old does not necessarily mean advanced in spiritual life. It just means that you've been, you've last. Your body has lasted longer than maybe many other persons have. Anyhow, we take it as a benediction. I think that every year somehow we're inching closer and closer to being ready to make that big transition to go on to our next destination, and we know that's coming. And it's and it's actually something to look forward to. Most most people think about death as as a macabre subject. You know, you don't really want to talk about it. Uh, but for those of us who, who know what to expect on the other side and know that there's going to be somebody there waiting for us to take, take us by the hand and say, come on, Rupinuk, I, 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 I've got your next assignment ready. You know, it, it's, it's a very exhilarating thought, actually. It's not, it's not, a, it's not really as, as bad a deal as, as we might have once believed it to be. Anyhow, these these, uh, bodies in this material world are destined to old age, disease, and death. And they may not come in that order. You may have disease and death before you get to old age, as many people do, don't they? In our society, we've seen that, especially with COVID-19 around. A lot of people much younger than we are succumb to that illness. And we know that it's it's very devastating, very devastating sickness. All right, let us let us be done. I've, we've run way over time. Thank you all very much for being with us. To all the Vaishnava devotees who are listening in, we offer our respectful obeisances mm. because you're just like desire trees. You fulfill the desires of everyone and you're full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. So we say, patitanam namo namaha Anantakoti Vaishnavrini ki jai. Sila Prabhupada ki jai. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Yisiradha Kalachandiram ki jai. Premanandi. Everybody out there, have a good weekend. Be Krishna conscious. Chant the holy names. Haribo.